to take a self-care hiatus you know life happens people die people have to take exams have to grieve and recover and yeah. deal with seasonal depression <laughs> that's <laughs> seasonal a, affective disorder yeah that is a real thing huh. but we hope you guys are well and surviving and Living your best lives, even though it's brick city outside. Yo, the back and forth between this weather, I want to fight because Sunday was just mad hot. And then today it's freezing cold. I'm like, do I pull out my winter coat? Do I pull out my Uggs? Do I not? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Global warming and climate change, but they don't really hear us, though. The nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> they don't really hear us, though. But now, welcome back, guys. We are still continuing with our relationship series. Yes, the ghetto-ness, the, the beauty for those who have found the love of their life and whatnot, or the person they think is the love of their life for the time being. Or for those who are just, you know, enjoying the time that they have to learn and grow and, you and know, be single. be single and date yourself. And be cold. Right. <laughs> All right, let me stop. <laughs> I'm done. Um, but yeah, so today we're going to be talking about relationship readiness. So let's <laughs> just get right into it. Sage, hmm. how do you know or how do you determine you're ready to be in it? How would you say that you determine readiness for being an actual relationship? Um, I think for me, I know I'm ready to be in a relationship when I'm comfortable. Um. Being able to communicate how I feel, because that's one thing I have a hard time doing. So once I feel like I'm in a space that I can advocate for myself, communicate, like, and be honest with how I feel about anything and just comfortable in myself. And just really being able to have the, the mental state or being in the mental state to even take on having to share with someone and sometimes you have to be able to compromise so being able to like be in a mental mentally okay place with myself and then that's when I know like okay I can enjoy somebody else I kind of have a better sense of who I am so that's kind of how I determine if I'm ready for a relationship or not, you know, sometimes I give myself enough time to like heal from other situations too. So it really depends, you know, where I'm at. And if I really think I can just tolerate, <laughs> not tolerate, <laughs> but really be with someone because it's a lot of work. Very true. Yeah. What about you? How do you know that you're ready for a relationship? Um, I feel like there's no such thing as being ready for a relationship, honestly. I feel like we get thrown, well, I won't say thrown into things, but life happens. Things are moving forward and you either decide to go about doing something or you don't. Like, I feel like there is to an extent, you know, being ready would be, you know, me being able to 
be self-sufficient and not feeling like I have to be dependent on this person or call this person every two seconds or something. Mm -hmm. But I feel like when I think ready is different for us as women Mm -hmm. as opposed to for men. Like for women, I feel like there is such thing as being ready because for us, it looks like, you know, being able to compromise, being able to say, you know, I'll put this aside and be the bigger person or do this or do that. You know, we don't do it all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I also think it's being able to say, you know what, I'm okay with being by myself. I'm okay with enjoying my own company, my own time, but I just want that extra person. I want to have company. I want something more. I don't feel like I need it. Yeah. Whereas for men, I feel like readiness, um, and you know, don't shoot me guys. This is just from my personal experience. I feel like readiness is usually, you know, <clears throat> I got the job, I got the money. I have the, you know, you're in, know. you're like in a place where yeah. you feel, and it's like for, like, I have like two older brothers and one younger brother and definitely speaking to my oldest brother <clears throat> about like relationships in general, like a big thing that he always like would point out to me, it's like men don't really get into relationships until they feel that they're at a place where they can not necessarily take care of but hold their own and men for men like it's really tied into like having a good job and you know being able to not only support themselves but being able to also do the things that relationships require you know like there's a sense of manhood and like little ego that goes into it for like a man's relationship readiness and I feel like I guess like they kind of have the upper hand in a sense because they're like for the most part I feel like women kind of like prepare themselves okay we're gonna get ourselves in a space where we can now have a family and things like that and now have a relationship to get us to the family to get us to this whole concept of what we as women the lives we should have where I feel like men they kind of are just like okay, whenever the time is right for me is when it's right for me. And That's so amazing. Yeah, like, they really have, like, more autonomy and what, you know, they kind of, like, have the autonomy and can kind of control, like, when the time is right for them. Whereas for us, it's everything's so time-sensitive. We feel so pressured to be in a relationship and... Get married, have kids. Yeah. I blame the Haitians. Yeah, like, and it's like, it <laughs> and is, if you're not Haitian, I blame, I blame society. Yeah, but it is really a societal thing because when you think about it, like, you look at TV and like, look at the shows we have. We have like, <laughs> say yes to the dress and all these things, like, kind of focused around marriage and glorifying like being married and weddings and relationships, and they don't really show like, okay, like relationship readiness like yeah like you're at a certain point of your career for a woman or whatever but your life doesn't necessarily it's not necessarily incomplete or incomplete without a man and that's kind of like a big thing for women too when they consider like actually being in a relationship yeah i feel like my issue though with men that you know get to the place um where they're like I want my career, I want this, I want that to be done and set. Women were placed on this earth to be helpers. Mm -hmm. God 
put Adam to sleep and formed Eve from his rib to be a helper, a helpmate. And that's not to say that men aren't to help women, but you're sitting here waiting. I feel like for me, my thing is always, you're sitting here waiting to be, you know, at this place in my career, at this place where I have a house, at this place where I'm financially at this place when in reality, some people don't get, some men don't get to that place because they don't have the women, the woman that is in their life who is supposed to help them get to that yeah, place. to elevate them. And even when some men get to that place, once they have the woman, like once they get to that place, they're like, okay, I'm ready to date. And they end up, you know, meeting whoever their mate is, meeting whoever the woman that's supposed to be in their life is. They're like, oh, dang, like you brought another perspective and I'm getting to this next level, mm-hmm. which is very true for women as well, because mm-hmm. I won't say that it's just, you know, a woman that comes into a man's life and shifts things completely. Mm-hmm. There's men that'll come into a woman's life. And, you know, I feel like we're more open yeah. to being like, oh, okay, like maybe you're right. Like, I'll be a little stubborn about it. Be like, yeah. mm, sure. But in the back of my head, still thinking, oh okay like true like that makes sense that makes sense sense. (laughs) you gotta stink Um, but yeah i feel like as far as readiness for men speaking from my perspective and you know the people that i've dated the Mm -hmm. few (laughs) yeah (laughs) guys say jane says i don't put myself out there i don't think she does but you know But anyways, speaking from my experience i feel like you can't sit here and wait on you know, a certain number in your bank account or a certain degree or level within your career level. Because mm-hmm. really, you're, if you have met the person that you think you're supposed to be with, what's holding you back yeah, from that? Yeah, and why have them wait or just drag them through that? I think that's like the most selfish thing you can do to someone because like if you really care about someone like just don't be like selfish you know what i mean and if you recognize the relationship for one that's beneficial to you like i think you owe it to that person to either take it to that level or leave them alone because you know you obviously recognize what they're adding to your life you know what i mean and if you're afraid then you need to address what you're really afraid of and that's that comes with a sense of being honest and vulnerable. And I think that's something that men struggle with is like being able to express to someone that they're dating, like, I'm really afraid of this. You know what I mean? And I think the constant, like just putting it off and avoiding is more so them just being afraid and not being able to admit what they are really afraid of. Like for men, commitment is scary because I think for them, it just, something about it is just like terrifying for them and they just and i i really do feel like it it is all fear-based because it makes no sense and that's what fear does it makes you very irrational and i just from my experiences i've observed that men are very afraid (laughs) afraid (laughs) they're afraid lord knows why i think women are so just interesting because who get hurt? Be like, I'm done with this. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. I'm never talking to anybody ever again. Two weeks later, girl, I met this guy. He's da da da. Like, I think it's so interesting the dynamic when a woman's hurt as opposed to when a man is hurt. Yeah. Is is just a different story. Yeah. Which leads to the next question: How do you know? So, how would you you know differentiate between well, actually? 
knowing that you're ready for a relationship or wanting to be in a relationship because of, you know, genuine reasons as opposed to just being lonely. Yeah. I think, like, I've definitely been in situations with people where I'm like, okay, I did not really like this person. (laughs) And I think, like, that's how you know because being in a relationship really requires you to not necessarily sacrifice things, but you really have to learn to compromise you really have to learn to get to know someone. You have to learn somebody. And all that effort you're putting in, if you don't like that person, it's going to feel like hell. I'm not going to lie. And I think that's when I was able to differentiate, like, okay, like, I don't really like this person and I don't really want to be in a relationship. I just like the companionship of it somewhat, but clearly I don't like you enough because the companionship you're given is not it. So... I think for me, it's really just being in a space where I know, like, okay, I can do things on my own, like being able to go out to eat by myself or doing things that I want to do for myself by myself and not having that fear of doing what I need to do for myself is how I know, okay, I can handle being alone now. If I'm doing something, I'm like, oh, this would be nice to share with somebody. I think that's when it sparks for me. Like, okay, like, I guess, like, I would like a relationship. Yeah. But I think really before I found, like, myself in situations where it was, like, more codependent, where, like, I would always be on the phone with people, like, act like I couldn't survive without them. And I think it was just, like, a fear of just being alone, you know, and... Being in therapy really helped me see like that, like there, there's like a void, you know, and a void from other things. And I was just filling up that space with just someone's presence. In, and I realized like, I don't even like you. So <laughs> <laughs> this is not gonna work. <laughs> no, I feel that. I feel like I've gotten to a point where I'm like, well, I feel like I'm getting to a point where I prefer to be alone than have to deal with somebody that is going to, you know, either irk my nerves or half give something. Like, I'm a person, well, I think I'm the type of person, you know, if I'm giving you something, I'm going to give it to you wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. I know myself. I know that I'm not going to, if I don't want to do something or I'm not into something, I'm quick to say, eh, okay, like, I'm going to, I'm not doing it. Yeah. But if I'm going to be giving something or giving you something, I'm going to do it wholeheartedly and I don't have the time for somebody that's going to be, like, half, half-assing half stuff yeah. and one foot in, one foot out. And I just feel like the, the idea of loneliness, like, for me, I feel like when I was younger, it was definitely a thing because I stayed in, like, relationships. Or, mm-hmm. uh, we, we not going to call those relationships. Yeah, like you. <laughs> in in dynamic situations, yeah. whatever they were, entanglements. <laughs> But I feel like I definitely stayed in things longer because I was just like, oh, that's somebody to talk to. Like, it's something to do. Yeah. For lack of better words. But that's truly what it was. And I feel like that's on both ends for Mm -hmm. both guys and women. Men and women. It's usually to the point that, you know, you know that it's coming out of loneliness where you're like, damn, my friends are not around and I can't do anything with my friends. Let me hit this person up. Yeah. It's it's something to do and me not wanting to be alone. I feel like I've gotten to a place now where I now understand, you know, like, dang, I actually want a relationship mm-hmm. for, you know, specific reasons. Yeah. 
as opposed to, oh, they're so cute on Instagram. I don't want to be by myself. Yeah. I don't want to this. I don't want to that. Yeah. And I feel like social media has definitely messed up, like messed things up for us as far as this generation. Because I think we're like, we're the awkward in between of like when social media was like on the rise, yeah. but not necessarily fully there where we have like. Like we grew up with it like developing in front of our eyes but we weren't really immersed into it as much exactly yeah and i feel like it's like where people that we date like older wise are people that are like i'm not doing all this social media crap Mm -hmm. but if we go like a year or two younger which is not usually (laughs) we don't go backwards (laughs) which is usually not a thing but some people not Hey, if that floats your bowl, you know, get your little cougar on. Ram. I think a, a year isn't bad. No, yeah, it's not. I'm being bad. Aggie. A year isn't bad, but like two, three, that's a lot, baby. Um, but like, whereas, you know, if we date like three years older as opposed to like, or three or four years older as opposed to two years younger, two, three years younger, you see, and I think for men, especially our age group, like born in 95, because they date younger. So them dating like women that are like 90 what is it 98 99 if you can't push it to 2000s you might need to she don't remember certain movies she's too young for you yes but no like dating like when you're dating those years it's more like oh like I want to, we're going to keep doing this and keep up the pretenses because I don't want to be alone and I don't want to look a certain way for social media. Whereas with the older generations, it's like, I don't really like you, but I'm bored. So we're going to, I'm going to keep you around. But once you get to that level of like, you're really truly irritating me more than being company, (laughs) it's like, I'm good. Whereas the younger kids, I feel like, not kids, but younger than us, I feel like it's more like you're annoying me and I'm bored, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And I cut you off. I think that starts off too from when we're younger, like, you know, like always having to be like, oh, like I need to find someone that I can talk to. Like, yeah, we're just talking. We're in the talking phases. Like just that constant, like always having someone, we're, yeah. yeah, we're seeking it. Like I think for a lot of us when we were growing up, like having that someone to talk to, like in actuality, I think that was like cold word for we just needed a friend or someone we could like. You needed a damn therapist. Yeah, confide in. <laughs> because like when you look at like the, the nature of some of those relationships, like sitting there looking for people to pour their soul, souls out to you and. <laughs> unrealistic expectations and it's like you just needed like you're a person you know what i mean or a journal yeah or a journal and yeah it's it's crazy like (laughs) it's different out here yeah because i feel like working i work with kids and the way they function or the way the codependency within Mm -hmm. the younger generations I was like, when y'all get to our age, you just gonna be like, no, I can't leave him. I can't be without him. Yeah. And it's not even like I can only imagine the effect that DV situations that have on younger generations because it's worse because there's such a COVID dependency even without DV. So add DV into the mix, mm-hmm. y'all bugging. Like we, yeah. we gotta get it together. We gotta become self sufficient. Yeah. There's a big thing of just self sufficiency. Like I remember one time I was like dating someone and like it just gets to a point when it's like you I really like we're not getting along you're not really making me happy I'm not making you happy and 
yet we're still in this situation because really you don't want to be alone and I don't want to be alone. And at that time, like I was dealing with someone who was grieving. So they Mm. really lost like their best friend, like their childhood best friend of years. In a sense of me, like, I think I was like in a weird phase where like I moved back home and, you know, like your college friends are away like they don't live by you in your high school or your childhood friends you don't necessarily have that strong bond with so like I think that relationship was able to sustain so long because in essence like I just didn't have like my own circle so it was convenient like and I think that person that I was like dating at the time really was just using me as a crutch for them because they were grieving and having me around because, you know, they literally lost one of their best friends, their like person that they would talk to. And at one point, I remember them saying, like, you know, you kind of took on this role of this person. And I'm like, no, like, I'm not replacing them for you, you know, like, and just that codependency for me was just very stressful. I guess you know. I feel like co- like red flag. Yeah. If a man, I think checking like, oh, where are you? What are you doing? Where are you? What are you? No, it, it gives it, it red flag. Mm-mm. A bunch of red flags. 15. The whole codependency thing, and I think for me it's even worse because like I'm my mom's only child, and my siblings on my dad's side are all older, so I'm used to being alone. I'm mm-hmm. used to being by myself. If you won't be in like. I can't have people constantly in my space or in my face. And I feel like it's easy for me to tell when somebody wants something from me because they're lonely, because Mm -hmm. it's like, bro, like, you don't got, you ain't got friends. That's what my thing is, like, (laughs) I'm just such an easy target because, like, I just feel so bad for people sometimes. And I think that's when I really learned that I had to put myself first in certain situations. And even though you do feel bad or empathize for someone or what they're going through you still gotta worry about what you need for yourself and you can't help people when they need healing you can't really heal for them and I was it was just like a standstill because he needed to heal and he was very resistant to the idea of therapy and other things and unpacking his trauma and he was just like taking out on me and I'm just like yeah, nah, this is not going to work. So you really do have to put yourself first and, you know, recognize also when a relationship is not suitable for you because, you know, it's one thing to figure out if you're ready for a relationship, but it's another to be okay figuring out whether a relationship is not working for you or serving you and being able to walk away from that as well. Right. And I feel like that's the thing that gets people is that they'll be like, I'm ready to be in a relationship. I know how to be in a relationship, yeah. but you end up with somebody, not end up, but you start to engage in, you know, the process of getting into a relationship with somebody who's not ready. Mm-hmm. Like your, my healing process is not going to be the same as your healing process, even though we click or mm-hmm. we may have certain things and qualities that attract us to each other. If you're not healed, I can't be Marco. <laughs> My dog is trying to break in, guys. He wants he wants uh, his own segment, apparently. If you're not, you need to come, you don't need to come fully healed, but you need to come prepared to do your work on the outside of our relationship, which is why it's so important 
not to not get into a relationship with somebody who wants a relationship because they're lonely. Somebody that's lonely is going to be looking for you to do the work for them, for them to heal, as opposed to someone who's ready to be in a relationship, but still has to heal, who understands, you know, I'm at a place where I can be in a relationship and continue my healing process on the outside because the relationship is not going to take over my whole entire life, right. eat, breathe, sleep, this relationship type yeah. thing. Yeah, a thousand percent, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that kind of ties into, like, you know, like, you have to kind of be self-aware of yourself. So, like, if you know you need healing, if you know there's certain things you need to work on, like, you definitely need to come to a relationship with some, at least a plan on how you're going to work on it. So what would you say are some of the challenges of being in a relationship with you? Nothing. Oh, she, she's <laughs> perfect, guys. Absolutely nothing. I'm amazing. I'm perfect. Nah, but to be completely honest, and, you know, as, as someone who does clinical work myself, it's crazy, but my communication, my communication is, tra- like, not trash, but it's trash. It can use some improvement. Whatever. I'm no. I'm just not. I'm trying to. I'm not agreeing. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to. You know. If y'all think Sage if y'all think Sajin's agreeing, go back to the post that we put up for this show, this episode, and go and say, go ahead and say Ness. She was flirting with Shady. But no, my communication is not. I'm a person. Like I said, I grew up my siblings weren't really around like that so i'm a very much you piss me off you do something that hurt my nerves i'm done talking to you Mm -hmm. i don't want to speak i don't want to see you i don't want you to say a word to me just get out of my face yeah which is something i'm working on i think i've gotten way better with it as opposed to high school (laughs) because hey high school vanessa that was dating Mm -hmm. and that's completely But it's so funny because that's what I would say, like, the challenge of dating me is, like, my communication. Because if I feel like, if I feel like I shut down very easily, like, I will not express myself. I won't say, like, this hurt me. And then, you know, I get to a point where then I just explode. And that's not good. (laughs) But see, you're better than me. Because I'm the person, I'll be like, you did this, you did that, you did this, you did that. And then after that, don't talk to me after. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you everything that you did that pissed me off, everything that you did to bother me. And say it from my perspective. When you start talking, I shut down. I don't want to hear anything yeah. you got to say. That's that's my that's my advice. Yeah. But I think it's not better. Yeah. But I feel like you've gotten better too. Yeah, I definitely, definitely learned how to communicate a little bit. Like for me, I'm just so afraid to express how I feel because... I've just been conditioned that if I say how I feel, like, it's just going to be bad. Like, I don't like conflict. And for so long, me expressing myself meant conflict. So I would avoid it, you know, and I kind of just put how I felt on the back burner and just navigated relationships like that. And, you know, tick, 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 boom. <laughs> if, if if I go off, I go off. But, I, mean. I don't want peace. I want all the problems. I want all the violence. I want violence. (laughs) But with time, I realized, like, okay, like, it's okay to express yourself and share how you feel. Like, if they really care, they're not going to go away and leave or be afraid or run. And the other challenge is, like, 
I definitely am a runner. I like I'm a Sag. We hate being committed relationships anyway. It's really hard for me to feel like trapped. Like if I feel like trapped in a relationship by any means, like I'm ready to go. But see, I feel like that's normal because you should never feel trapped. Like a relationship that is genuinely yeah. for you, you will never feel trapped. Yeah. That feeling of feeling, you know, trapped or like I'm confined is not healthy. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing for me that I'm getting to the point that I'm like, nah, I'm good. Like, I'll be the rich auntie. <laughs> because I'm like, I'm not. Be my child godfather, godmother. <laughs> I'm like, I don't got time to be feeling like, oh, I got to ask so-and-so to do this. I got to yeah. this, I got to that. Or I got to take out your food and put it on the table. I have to this, I have to that. Granted, mm -hmm. though, like, you know, and I think that's one thing with relationship readiness that trips up, I'll say Islanders, like, children of Islanders in general is that they condition their daughters and raise their daughters to be wives while their sons, they baby and don't raise. They just yeah. baby them and give them every little thing. I would say Black people in general do that too from yeah. from how from just my experiences with my other peers i just think males just have the upper hand because and it comes down to the mothers like it's the moms yeah, certain moms are just they wild yeah just wild Alrighty. well Alrighty, well, that was it for our relationship readiness. So, guys, are you guys ready for a relationship? Are you doing the work that you need to do so that you're fully whole with yourself and okay with yourself? Are you feeling or filling voids with just people and things? Because sometimes people are distractions from just doing the inner work. Don't let nobody distract you from your purpose. Period. <laughs> Stay tuned for our shameless plugs, y'all. Hey guys, welcome to our shameless plug segment. So, Ness, what have you been obsessed with? So, if you know me, you know I love food. I like to eat. Mac and cheese is my favorite thing on the earth, on this earth, not the Haitian one, the the Southern Black American mac Soul and cheese. food one. Yeah, I love mac and cheese. But my shameless plug this month is Chef Bentley on Instagram. He is Bentley's Bites. Um, Y'all, if you're in Connecticut um, or in general, he travels as a caterer. His food, this man, this man made... Um, fried shrimp with honey honey sauce to drizzle over the shrimp when i said it's amazing which is amazing um but if you're local in connecticut like bridgeport fairfield county area he also does um sells plates on like fridays saturdays and sundays i believe just check his instagram i had the island pasta with salmon and shrimp and my mom tried to steal my food and i ran and took the plate so that she didn't eat it that's how good it is <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he's an amazing chef really great business wise and really good for catering um and goes all out all the stops for his clients mm -hmm. and vanessa has good taste in food so yeah i don't eat apparently i'm a picky eater i can see that a little bit yes 
Yeah, I mean, you can't eat everybody's yeah, food, you y'all. Yeah, you, you can't. This you is can't. a food critic, okay? <laughs> she knows what the hell she's talking about. <laughs> so, Sage, what have you been indulging in this month? Okay, well, my shameless plug is my favorite MUA. You guys know I have had some challenges with some MUAs. <laughs> if you follow me on <laughs> IG, um, but I have been going to Brianna um, dot C dot long. Um, that's how you find her on Instagram. Um, Brianna has been doing my makeup for the last three, two, three years now. Um, always does my beats, always on time, always comes. She travels either to your house or if you're having a wedding party or anything like that, um, she travels. She does everything from a very soft, natural look to pop out glam. She's done my makeup for graduation, uh, every birthday I've had, the last weddings, my photo shoots. She literally is the only person I really like to touch my face. Um, and she's just really fun. You go to her studio um, located at the Gold Room. She's in one of the suites and it's really cute. She has like her flowers hung up. She's very artistic. Um, and she also puts tutorials up on like little things like how to do makeup, like your eyebrows, how to fill in your eyebrows and how to achieve different looks. Um, and she also does one-on-one classes. Um, if you she are, does? yeah, she does one-on-one classes mm. and she teaches you how to contour your face or just, mm. yeah. So. And she does like a, a range of different types of skin tones from fair skin to really dark skin. She uses very nice products like Juvia's Place and she's just great. Um, so she is Brianna, B-R-E-A-N-N-A dot C dot long on IG. And you can find her also, guys, we're going to start pinning our um, shameless plugs on our IG page. So you'll just go to our highlights and you'll see all our shameless plugs there. Yeah, it'll be everyone from the start in March up until now. So be on the lookout. Yeah, and support all our little black businesses, all these people in our communities who are really, you know, good business people, good business practices, very professional. Right. And Y'all know I love me a good black business. Right. Y'all can take all my money. Period. <laughs> but that's it for this week, for this month's episode, guys. We will be back next month. For... See you soon. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.